The resolution is adopted without objection. The motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States Representatives is hereby declared vacant. That was what the, um, what the judge, I guess he was, uh, the one who gave the speech to oust Speaker Kevin McCarthy via a 26-10 vote count. And I found that, um, uh, you know, I guess statement um, from the, I don't know what they call him, the guy with the gavel in, in the uh, chambers, the House chambers. Um, he, I'm going to say it again because I think it's important. The resolution is adopted without objection. The motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States Representatives is hereby declared vacant. That's historical because it um, hasn't happened in over, or has never happened um, in 250 years. So congratulations, uh, Republican Party, for um, continuously uh, not disappointing in your inability to uh, be a governing body. Uh, so I was at the Capitol again today and uh, no one is there from the House of Representatives because they are um, taking a week off because they're um, a bunch of buffoons. And that really is what it all boils down to. I mean, yesterday was um, a, a complete debacle and, you know, the vote came out 26 216 to 210, and the Republican Party thought that they were going to be able to blame it on uh, the Democrats for removing a speaker um, from a traditional standpoint. But um, what they failed to realize is because they have twisted the rules so much is that that double-edged sword cuts both ways. So, um, um, Kevin McCarthy, the sandwich maker from Bakersfield, um, California, um, with a um, associate's degree from some state college, which is perfectly fine, but um, this is what happens when you get a unqualified buffoon to be the third most powerful person in the, in the world or in the country. Um, to lead you. <laughs> I mean, and then this is dwarfed by my favorite topic, um, Donald Trump, and how he is um, misbehaving. I mean, this reality show has gone off the rails and I don't know if people are paying attention as much as I am, but it really is a shit show. And I mean, to see it up close and in person is a whole another story. Um, you know, I, I listen to the legacy media and of course different, um, news agencies, but to see it firsthand. Yesterday, um, after the vote to throw the bum out, um, 
you know, they all come running out down the stairs of the Capitol. And of course, you know, the media is just eating um, uh, Matt Gates uh, or Getz or whatever the fuck his name is, um, because he's the one that, um, you know, he's an ally and a uh, MAGA uh, Republican. And he unfortunately is not savvy enough to realize what he's doing, uh, not just to um, his party, but this is where their blinders are, what they're doing to the country. Because I don't know about you, but the country needs people who are leaders who can govern. And, and, and they're, out, they're out for a week. The House of Representatives took a week off because um, they don't know what they're doing. And it really isn't getting much coverage, which is frightening because, um, and then they're like, well, you know, Joe Biden isn't doing his job. Hunter Biden, um, you know, we uh, need to know what his uh, laptop um, serial number was. I mean, you can't, it, it is absurd because it is, and, and how the American people, the Republican GOP, in parentheses, MAGA, I'm still going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I think that um, if I were to put them all in that basket, that I'm just as bad as them. And I'm smarter than that. So I'm going to say the people who are not standing up for something um, are the problem. And the people who are voting them in are even a bigger problem. So the game of United States of America is played very simply. And that's the part that you need to uh, brush up on your studies. Um, and, and when people say that the Republican Party um, don't know what they're doing, what they mean is they are in, they're intellectually incapable of understanding their job requirements and their, their roles and responsibilities as elected officials. And you go to Capitol Hill, everyone you talk to, today I was with a, an artist who um, is a um, political uh, artist and a lot of people uh, pay attention to his work. And he today was saying um, about Tommy Tuberville. And Tommy Tuberville from Alabama, who is holding up the... Um, the military uh, promotions and you know so his sign said Tommy Tuberville um, something about the military I can't remember I should have taken a picture but I was talking to him the whole time I, and I knew it <laughs> I, uh, I can't remember exactly but it was you know Tommy Tuberville hates uh, the military which is kind of true um, because if he's not supporting it then that means he's um, he's doing the opposite. And if you're not, if you're, you know, it's funny because all the people that were commenting today about um, 
what was going on on Capitol Hill, a lot of these people are from different parts of the world or, you know, different states and whatever, and everybody's giving thumbs up about Tommy Tuberville and about how stupid he is and, and you know, he's a hick and, and they need to get rid of him. I mean, I could go on and on. And I was there for like an hour or two just talking to my friend who's an artist, I think he's my friend, but an artist and, um, and the sign that he was, the message that he was projecting through his art is Tommy Tuberville is a problem. Why aren't people um, comprehending that? And then of course, this gets, gets us into um, veterans, um, veterans rights. And yesterday was a Vote the Vet uh, campaign rally um, on the steps of right in front of this house of the Senate and you know there were a lot of people there um, I was there and you know media and everyone and um, I even saw Jesse Dollarmore um, who I'm a fan of but um, he was busy so I didn't want to I don't like to bother people so I just kind of hang back but um, it was it was poignant and the vice president came and her 25 car entourage rolled in. I mean, it's quite the scene. And uh, I understand, I'm not making fun of it, but uh, it's a bit much. And I didn't even see her. I, I saw Secret Service, I saw the ambulance and the limos and the Suburbans and the, you know, the uh, helicopters and the Capitol Police. I saw that, but I didn't see the vice president. And I would think that if I was the vice president and I rolled up and I saw a bunch of veterans out on the front lawn of my house, that I would uh, stop by and say hello. I, I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it, it would be an important thing. I know she had to go vote, but she could have came out afterwards, right? I mean, I don't think that's... I mean, you're in your backyard. What's there to be afri afraid of? So um, I... I, I I, I didn't think that was a, um, a wise choice. But, you know, there she was. Um, and so, like, my point is, is that you don't really see what's going on unless you're on the Hill. And uh, yesterday with Matt Gates, he was making a lot of noise, and, um, and the noise that he was making was uh, in regards to him being the sole... Uh, initial uh, vote to remove the Speaker of the House, which has never been done. So when you say things have never been done um, and people are doing those things that have never been done, that is where uh, the root of the problem is. And uh, I, I, I'm just amazed by the lack of, of understanding and comprehension from these representatives that are on, you know, because you see them on TV and you read about them, but you don't really know them unless you know their background and, and what they're doing, how they dress, how they speak. That's an important part because what the American people get are just a fraction of what they really are. And they're like actors who couldn't make it in Hollywood so now they're on the Capitol Hill of uh, ruining your life. So um, McCarthy quote, and I wanna make sure I get this out there. He took a risk for the American people. That was a quote. 
and I, he took a risk. What risk was that? Was the, the risk you took was to side with a conspira- conspiring traitor um, called um, Donald J. Trump? Was that your uh, risk for the American people you took? You know, the funny thing about Kevin McCarthy, who I always say, you know, he got his start in sandwich making, look it up. Um, and now he's on Capitol Hill ruining the American people's lives because he can't um, speak the truth. And the, 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 the apex that we're at right now with the Republican Party is that they've been up to their, uh, their bullshit for four decades. And the problem is, is that they've injected culture into politics. And those two are not supposed to mix because they're, you know, oil and water. And um, so Kevin McCarthy and the Republican allies are those people. They're the ones who yell and scream about things that they feel are detrimental to life itself. And they don't care whether you agree or disagree because it doesn't really matter, see? I was speaking to a religious lady today. She was on the Capitol um, meeting with one of her, rep- you know, her state representative, and she was very nice and um, very nice. I, I mean, I, probably one of the nicest ladies I've met in a long time. And she uh, basically told me the same thing that I've heard from myself and other people. You know, she's like, I don't, I can't ever get to my senator, and I don't know how to. Um, reach them or you know I went to their office and they're passing me by and they won't even you know stop and say hey you know get on my schedule that's part of their job but that is the responsibility that they don't want to um, they don't want anymore so through technology you know that is pretty easy and we all know how it's how it's done but it's like um, part of their responsibility is to be concerned about the concerns of the American people. And here's this lady, I don't know her business, but she's there and she has issues. Otherwise she wouldn't have walked there from God knows where. And she was saying the same thing. I didn't feel very welcomed and that she felt like she was um, trespassing. And, And I was like, huh, that's funny because I feel the same way. That's not how this is supposed to operate. And if, you know, they wouldn't need security if they did their fucking job and people wouldn't be pissed off. Um, So, you know, that's part of it. So, Kevin McCarthy, the sandwich maker, he also said that, um, oh, before I say that, if you listen to Kevin McCarthy's speeches, and he sounds very much like Mike Pence, and I just put two and two together, and I now realize the reason that Kevin McCarthy sounds like Mike Pence is because they go to the same church, and they speak like this, where I am professing, and America will be, that's how they talk. They're not even 
They're not even thinking. They are, they're regurgitating a, a, a script in their head. And that's why it sounds the way it does. So listen to Kevin McCarthy, listen to Mike Pence. They sound like the same person, almost look the same too. And because when he was saying, he's like, he took a risk for the American people. And then he says, I never give up. So, you know, I don't really care how he speaks. He can speak however he wants to. I'm saying there's a pattern there from other crazy people. And the reason that they're all crazy is because they're all drinking the same from the same fountain. So that is the problem. So, and then in the speech, he also said that he's the party of Reagan. How about you be the party of the American people? for the United States of America and the Constitution. How about that? Um, and what really bothered me was that he said, I never give up. And you never give up. So I can, um, so I can continue to think that you think that the election was stolen and that Donald Trump is a viable candidate to lead one of the greatest nations in history. I'm supposed to believe that you're not going to give up. It's almost like us we're being held hostage because you have so-called leaders who don't understand their role. And when you say shit has hit the fan, the shit has hit the fan. And I like to say it's an apex because the Republican and their nonsense has been going on for so long that it's finally, um, uh, come home to roost. And I love the way they Trump, you know, Trump is being Trump and I'm sure he trademarked that. And that's the problem because they're all acting crazy for the almighty dollar. They want that coin. They want that dollar. They want that click. And that's not how politics, U.S., United States of America politics is supposed to be ran because we have something that's called the rule book. Okay. So the conservatives, um, you know, they, I still hear people say that word, especially legacy media media. They're like, Oh, the conservatives are saying that, you know what? They're nothing other than the Republican party. And they're going to cease to exist very soon. So, um, you know, and that's, I think, part of what's happening. You know, it's funny. I saw uh, every time I'm there on the hill, I see George San... What's his name? Um, George Santino or um, whatever his name is. That guy from New York. Um, the the um, the uh, the liar and the, the cheat from New York. He's a... I don't remember his name. George something. Santino, I no, it's not. Uh, whatever, I'll, I'll remember. He's there, and he's always running around with the same guy who looks like um, like he just flew in from Dubai. So I'm wondering why does some guy that looks like that hanging out with George um, from New York, and George is in a lot of trouble with the federal government because he's a big fat liar like the rest of them. So who's that guy with the beard that he's running around with? 
Um, that's what needs to be answered. So, uh, of course, Trump gets a gag order uh, from Judge Arthur and Garan. And, you know, I think what is happening, and it obvious, I believe it is collectively the fault of, of the courts and everybody that's supposed to be holding Donald Trump responsible, um, are really, um, it's not a good look. And not only is he threatening people, but he's he's um, threatening them with their lives, and and important people, uh, like uh, the Joint Chief of Staff, Mark Milley. And I've talked about it before. It's not um, it's not for the benefit of the United States for an ex-president to be doing what he's doing. So I don't understand why the judges who are supposed to be holding his feet to the fire aren't doing their job. Because if this was some rapper who was trying to um, do what he does and the courts disagreed, they would have, um, they would have already put a gag order and locked him up however, or her up, however they would do it because we, it's already been done. So why they're not doing it to this guy um, is a mystery. Because the most recent gag order in New York is really just a partial. The judge said, oh, you can't threaten my staff. How about the American fucking people? We want to be protected too from this psychopath. And whether you want to believe he is or isn't is not up to a judge. That's up to a, a medical doctor to make that evaluation, which I've been asking for for years, and um, we still haven't gotten it. So I would say that the next uh, amendment we're, we need for the next president or even the Speaker of the House is that they have to pass a mental evaluation and, um, and, and read the and be tested on the Constitution, because I don't believe either are done or have been thought of being do, are being done because of the people that have, the majority of the Republican Party that have gotten in this office um, have been a, a major issue for the country. And you don't have to look no further than the last 40 years. I mean... <laughs> So I heard um, Hakeem Jeffries, the minority uh, speaker in the House of Representatives, and he said that Trump is the insurrectionist in chief. And I was so happy to hear that because I'm the one who calls him traitor in chief, pirate in chief. Um, and I didn't think of insurrection in chief, so that's another good one. And, and that he's calling the shots in our legislative body led by Kevin McCarthy and their GOP allies. And I, I uh, could not agree more uh, with that guy. It's, who He is uh, pretty impressive. I don't know if you've heard him before, Hakeem Jeffries. He's the um, senator from, I believe, either New York or New Jersey, or maybe even California. I'm not sure, but I know he is... Um, 
uh, Speaker Pelosi's um, replacement. And I've heard him before, but he's a very impressive fellow, uh, and I really like it. So, you know, I say give the president what he wants. Trump wants the courts to punish him, so be it. And that kind of is what he's doing, and that's his his bullying demeanor and characteristic is, you know, any bully is going to poke the bear because they don't realize what they're doing until the bear comes and, you know, takes a big chunk out of them. And then they're, you know, they put their tail between their legs and they run away like a big giant um, baby. So the next trial for January 6th is October 16th at 10 a.m. So I'm going to be there. I'm just trying to understand how I'm going to uh, film it, which I uh, haven't really decided yet, but there'll be voice for sure. And, you know, you can't bring any recording device in the courtroom. So, you know, everyone's going to be like just standing around like a bunch of idiots. But that's coming up and I'm kind of uh, preparing for that. But, uh, you know, there's so much other crime happening because I'm not, you know, my podcast isn't about his fraud or his uh, sexual predation or um, other things that he's doing. Um, My podcast is about January 6th, which also includes his allies. So, um, you know, Kevin McCarthy has been a... um, I heard Steve Schmidt just say that Kevin McCarthy is, you know, one of the main problems of how um, this mummy came back to life because, you know, it's the famous picture of McCarthy standing in Mar-a-Lago with uh, Trump and, you know, he's got his thumbs up. So, and I read that the reason that Kevin McCarthy was there was because Trump gave him a million dollars in his super PAC uh, account. So, you know, you want to know how this all transpired. You just put Trump and McCarthy and, um, you know, what is their main motivator? Um, The almighty dollar. So, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what these two have been up to and are still up to at this very moment. You know, the, the amazing thing is that when you're on Capitol Hill, and you see the majesty of it, um, it's difficult to comprehend how people like these Florida um, river rats um, and um, Georgia river rats, uh, you, you know, they're out of their element. I'm talking about Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, they're, uh, they're just river rats, and they don't have the the cojones to, uh, to do what they're doing, right? That's why it's so fucked up. And that's why you have Matt Gates on the steps of Capitol Hill. Um, and I love the way they, they interview him. So if you've never been to Capitol Hill, the stairs are just like they look on TV. You know, they're really, you know, there's like a, a 45 degree angle. So they're just going straight up and they're huge. I mean, it's just huge. So what he does is he stands at the top of the landing 
and he he wants all the media to be like right below him like on the steps like he's some gospel singer and then the media you know and he's up at the top kind of looking down and and he's doing his thing so i mean it's theatrics and and they're bad at it um and i was like i said the other day I yelled at him, does he believe that the military veterans are suckers? And I said it twice to him. He looked right at me the second time, and he didn't have a fucking word to say. He turned around and ran the, the other side of the stairs to get away from me. And trust me, I would be right there, but because they block it off, because of the security that they created, the security mess that they created, rightfully so the Capitol Police are... I'm nervous. So I try to be like, you know, um, I try to be as uh, non-confrontational as I possibly can because I understand the complexity of what they do. It's not easy. It's they're, they're you know, it's like complex. They're, you know, they're, they have to protect. Um, but see, nobody understands what that word means on Capitol Hill because if they were protecting anything, they wouldn't need to be protected. I mean, it's just so crazy. Okay, so uh, one of the things that happened the other day, and I heard one of the media outlets say it, is that the media that's covering the trial in New York, you know, the, um, the orange menace comes out of the courtroom and he's screaming about, you know, it's a witch hunt, it's this, it's rigged, it's that. You know, it's just like, if you were in a courthouse, people, they would be knocked to the ground and dragged away for yelling in a courtroom house because people don't do it so this is just another example of how fucking unhinged he is and and i don't understand why they're allowing that to continue and john kelly who should be at the very top of the news reel of more important um news john kelly verified that you know what the media said uh, a year ago about trump being in france while he was president and saying that everyone at the funeral, uh, at the uh, Normandy 75 year anniversary or whatever, he didn't want to go out because they're all suckers. That's a problem. Or no, this is what he said, quote unquote, military veterans are losers. <laughs> this is unacceptable. And he wouldn't go to the cemetery in Normandy, France to honor the fallen. And if the American people are comfortable with that, then they need to um, hitch up their wagons and go to another piece of land, which is what they want. I mean, this is what this is all about. You know, they're putting their, they're putting their fake uh, MAGA flag into the ground. And what they're doing is they're putting it in your backyard. And they want you, the majority of the American people, to say, suck it because that's what they were taught. See, that's the problem here. These people don't have any morals and or respect for um, anything, <laughs> much less a, a, a constitution that they're supposed to follow. But anyway, um, so, you know, I keep going by the Supreme Court um, because it's right next door. And, you know, it reminds me of another very important case uh, that uh, 
old Mr. Clarence Thomas um, has recused himself from because he was flying around on private jets um, with the donors that are now in front of the court trying to take away your rights as Americans. It's unbelievable. So the, um, the, the case that the Koch Empire is bringing um, in front of the uh, Supreme Court has to do with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, right? So they're there to dismantle it. And the reason that um, I believe why Clarence Thomas recused himself is because he's flying around on private jets of everyone that is has their name assigned on that document saying we want to do away with consumer uh, protection because you, as a consumer, they'll be able to dig deeper into your pockets and in your couch and in your um, uh, pockets, I think I said that, um, that'll take it away. See, that's why Clarence Thomas is flying around on private jets is because people like Ed Koch or Koch or Crotch or whatever the fuck his name is, he's an industrial billionaire who has been around for a long... He actually has got a fucking monument on the front of the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> and it's gigantic. It's not, it's not working right now. It's broken, probably because he's mad at the government, so he's not going to repair it. See, that's how, they, that's how they do things. So old Mr. Koch, and you've heard of him, K-O-C-H, um, billionaire industrialist, he was like the um, Elon Musk of the uh, 20th century. Ed Koch, or Koch, or Koch, whatever. Billionaire. Clarence Thomas is their vote to do away with consumer protection. So he had to recuse himself, meaning he had to go to lunch while they voted because he's been a bad, bo bad boy. And his wife is just as bad as he is, if not worse. She was calling, of all people, Mark Meadows, who is a co-conspirator in the insurrection. I mean, this is going to be the most amazing book and or documentary um, ever done on a party that finally crashed and burned. Because that's what's happening. I think that a lot of the leaders, you know, it's like we make fun of the leaders, but there is still some, I think. Um, there may not be, you know, like people like John McCain or, or uh, Mitt Romney or people that could still, you know, Republicans that still had a, um, a brain um, there. But see, they're all gone and dying. See, that's that's what MAGA does. They, it's like a virus. They come in and they take over the, you know, as the host, and and they uh, feed off of the host, and that's why you have a, a GOP that was once was. They're gone now. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to close shop for today. Uh, 
tomorrow. I don't know what's going on on the Hill, but um, the Senate's there. The the House of Representatives are on a week vacation, um, probably uh, trying to figure out what they're going to, how they're going to screw up even more. I mean, it's, you can't write this shit. Anyway, everyone have a great night and uh, talk to you later. Hello everyone, it's Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023, and at the U.S. Capitol there is a Veterans for Ukraine rally, and it's at the, I don't know, some corner of the U.S. Capitol, and I recognize someone, and it's funny because I wonder if... Someone is about to speak, so let's wait for that. Um, doesn't look like anyone important, but I'm interested to hear what they have to say. So apparently, somebody important is showing up. I don't know exactly who it is.
Standing in a crowd listening to a bunch of people that. So I just met Malcolm. I can't remember his last name. Thank you. As a veteran, I'm proud veteran. to stand here with Vote Vet. Vote and all the people here advocating today. I have been to Kiev not once, but twice. And I've seen firsthand how American assistance is helping fend off Vladimir Putin. The Ukrainians I met understand this fight is bigger than them. Not only are they in a fight to preserve their sovereignty, their democracy, and their very lives, 